Hey everyone, this is No Set Path. I'm Drew English. Welcome back to the show. This week, we're featuring Jason and Adam Kuntz of Born Rival. They're brothers who turned their love of action sports filmmaking into a career. And over the last 10 years, they've refined their aesthetic through travel and collaboration. Jason is director of photography, and Adam is a specialty camera operator and heavy lift drone pilot. When they're not on set, they run their apparel brand, Born Rival, which celebrates film culture and the use of visual media as a form of expression, though they're convinced you'll be inspired no matter what your creative pursuit. They also produce original films and editorial spotlights featuring image makers and storytellers from across the industry, and they hope to shed light and perspective on the creative process. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see them wearing one of their caps and one of their graphic tees. This stuff is super high quality. I really like it a lot. Thank you so much to the guys for hooking me up with this stuff. And that leads me into my announcement, which is Born Rivals officially going to be the first sponsor of No Set Path, which is super exciting. Please stick around to the end of the episode to get a little perk from them. As always, no matter where you're listening to this, please give us a five-star review to help get us into the ears of new listeners. And if you're watching this on YouTube, a thumbs up or a subscribe really helps out the channel. Now, without any further delay, here's my interview with the Coons Brothers of Born Rival. I'm excited to <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you guys because you have an interesting um, kind of setup where you're both professionals in the filmmaking industry and you do some work kind of as solo creators and you also come together uh, and work together a lot of the times. Also that your brothers is is interesting. It's an interesting dynamic um, for those of us who have siblings. Um, are you guys twins actually? No, we're, we're no. three How years far? apart. Three years. Three years apart. Who's older? Jason is. Yeah. So it's like, it's interesting, the sibling dynamic. So I have siblings who are younger than I am, who are twins. So it's like cool to see you guys come together as, as brothers and, you know, with similar interests. Yeah. Um, it's definitely yeah. something that like a lot of people go, I don't know how you did that or how you do that or how you guys are so close. And we look at it like, how is it, how could it be any other way? Um, it's always been that way from growing up to present day working together. It's, it's always been the two of us. So, which is, which is really, really cool. I always appreciate that kind of dynamic. Um, that's a good, good spot to actually talk about how you guys got into filmmaking or just like a creative process in general. I know you have a lot of interests that are visual, not only on the film side, but also on like the photography side. Um, but like, how did you guys find your creative spark? And did that happen together? The fact that you were growing up in the same household as brothers, did you guys kind of like feed off each other and like fostering creativity growing up? Or or did somebody just have an epiphany one day and then bring the other one in? I'm, I'm so curious. Well, I think I'll just start off and then Jason, you can pick up that uh, we grew up with our parents uh, enabling us to be creative. Our mom, especially, she was into film photography. She did pottery. Our, our dad is a carpenter, woodworker. So they've always pushed us to be creative and has kind of led us down that path. And then just getting into the action sports world of snowboarding, BMX, uh, skateboarding, surfing, just having a camera in our hands, filming each other doing that in the backyard, going on trips, that kind of just led into the, the filmmaking world. And then I'll definitely give Jason a lot of the credit. He was spearheading more of the direction of it and looking into cameras, which DV tape camera do we need? You know, the, our mom's camera isn't cutting it anymore. And it just kind of spiraled into that. And then Jason really 
in college, like took off and, and really pursued it more as a career versus us as kids doing it just with our parents in our backyard. Yeah, for sure. So, and yeah, I'm a couple of years older than Adam. So, you know, once I graduated, I was, you know, starting to work in the industry, just freelancing and, and an opportunity popped up with the job. I think it was in Brazil and Spain, uh, an opportunity to go. We kind of just needed an extra hand and I was able to wrangle Adam onto the job. Um, he had to <laughs> miss a couple classes, but I think that was maybe the first, uh, you know, opportunity for him to, to be on set or be on a job and, you know, um, maybe the allure of, uh, some of the cool experiences you could have, uh, in the business, uh, was enticing for him. And so then after he kind of graduated, it was kind of like, well, let's just keep, let's just keep doing this. And, um, so, you know, we, we work closely or we work together on a lot of jobs. Not always we, we do our separate things, but um, starting out and even today, we were on uh, a lot of jobs together. Definitely some growing pains when you, when you do work with your sibling, when it's, it's, you, you, you know, you talk to them in a little different tone. <laughs> um, you, you, ex you have certain expectations, um, for them that you might not <clears throat> have on another crew member. Uh, the first couple of years <laughs> we kind of butted heads a lot, but, um, I think now we're at a place where we're, we're kind of past that. And, and, um, yeah, in a, in a really great place where we can read each other's minds and, and be on the same page in a lot of different scenarios. As you were saying that, I was, I was thinking about the dynamic and you kind of said it where you can like read each other's minds and it has to be a really interesting thing to be uh, in uh, like a professional working scenario where you have a lifetime of shorthand with the other person. So it's, it's like, there's a lot of stuff I would assume that can just like go unsaid. There's a lot of unspoken communication that happens and I'm sure that, you know, works to your advantage in a lot of ways. For um, sure. Um, yeah, I think. And Jason went to school for filmmaking. I did not. Uh, so I learned on set, which I think benefited me because I was always curious and would just do any job that I could do. But with the communication is like Jason knows things that maybe I hadn't learned yet. And he's like, well, you're why aren't you doing this? It's like, well, I th didn't know that was an unwritten rule. Uh, and then that slowly progressed into actually knowing what he wanted. And he would stop <laughs> sometimes and be like, why haven't you done this yet? It's like, well, you didn't actually say anything. He's like, oh, I, well, do it now. It's like, okay, great. Uh, so that's branched into now just more being intuitive. And now we have that connection where I think we can get a lot done and not a lot of said. Cool. Uh, Jason, why film school? Like, why was that the direction you wanted to go? I mean, it's two totally different things. Um, where I'm a lot like Adam in the sense that like, I never knew I was going to be into filmmaking until later in life. So I'm, I'm totally self-taught or learning on the job. What was it about, uh, filmmaking that was inspiring to you to like, want to go all in on, on an education in it? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I guess it's always hard to, to look back on it, but I think I, I've always just been super interested in in the moving image and, and being behind the lens. And I think, yeah, I mean, the early snowboarding films, um, you know, there was a, a, a trilogy of snowboard uh, films by this company called uh, Robot Food, and, and they were pretty <laughs> formative uh, to my interest in filmmaking. Um, and what they were doing, it was just really creative. And it, so I think, you know, being young at that point, just like, I, I want to try to replicate what they were doing and um, get a camera in my hand and film some stuff and figure out how to edit it and work with the music. And it's it just, you know, one thing always led to the next, like, all right, let's get now we can, you know, I've saved a couple bucks, let's get a new camera, there's new editing software out. Um, let's try this angle. So I think it was always just a curiosity and I think, um, just something I was always interested in, um, and, and driven to say, Hey, this is, this is what I want to do. And like Adam said, we, we did have uh, parents who were supportive to say, Hey, yeah, go, go do that. 
you know, as, as much as they might have had um, creativity uh, as their being, that their jobs weren't necessarily something where you were like a freelance DP. So it was a bit, you know, a bit of a you know, stepping into the unknown uh, for them. But they, 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 um, you know, g- gave me their full support, which is, I think, is everything. I mean, I think anything you do in oh, life, yeah. you need to have a, a support partner or community. And, and it's amazing to look back and look at maybe other, uh, some other, um, classmates or other friends who maybe just didn't have that same support and i think it they could be even more talented than me but i think if you don't have that kind of support i think you can you know run short um uh, or fall short sometimes of of your um overall capabilities and potential so just having that space in that room to continue to explore this interest that i had in in filmmaking was kind of all i needed to you know Oh, then all of a sudden open up this new world. And then once that was opened up, it's, it was like, okay, yeah, now that, now I really see this as an opportunity to make a career out of it. Just having the curiosity at the forefront and being in a, in a position where, you know, that creativity was fostered growing up by your folks. I, I guess another way to say it is like being okay with just being curious at the time and then deciding, okay, this is what I want to go to school for. And being comfortable with the fact that it is an exploration and that maybe you're not going to ultimately wind up doing that for the rest of your life. I mean, so far, so good, right? But I think about myself, I went to recording school. I knew I wanted to go to music school, but I knew I didn't want to teach, like become an educator. So I found recording. And, I, you know, obviously that's doing a lot of good for me now. Like, but you know but i was i didn't have that curiosity or comfortability it was just like okay this is what i'm gonna do and then had some you know rude awakening moments uh throughout the years uh but um to your point it's cool to have the curiosity and foster that um you know going into school and then so adam what were you what were you doing before you found uh filmmaking via your brother I liked photography, I think, a little bit more than the filmmaking side of things growing up. Yeah, um, yeah. Still loved shooting moving images, but maybe not on the level Jason did. Then I went to school for business, entrepreneurial studies, uh, got a business degree. And then, yeah, Jason said that that one project popped up and it was like, yeah, I can, I can go to Brazil and Spain. I'll do whatever you need me to do. And that kind of just had a trickling effect, got on different projects, um, you know, it was just PAing or assisting, uh, ACing at the time, which is not ACing in the <laughs> formal de- definition of, or what I would expect from an AC to, uh, if I were to hire one today, but, you know, just kind of made it up and faked it till I made it and not saying I made it by any means, but, um, yeah, just kind of worked my way in. And then the, once the drone stuff popped up, uh, yeah, there was this, a couple projects Jason was doing in Canada and they were struggling to find audio guys that could uh-huh. record solid audio. So I had everything in my B&H car, mixers, microphones, slavs, everything. Like I was going to become a sound guy because I just wanted to work. It didn't really matter what I was doing. I just wanted to be on set. And a day before I purchased everything, the job got canceled. And it gave me a chance to rethink it. And I give Jason a lot of credit. He's like, you know, once you buy all that stuff, you're you're kind of locked into being an audio guy. You're going to be a sound guy. Uh, like, I think, maybe I'm projecting here, but I think you want to be more in the camera department. I think that's where your passion is. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. But how do I get there? 
Um, and he said, why don't you take a look at the drone space? Uh, it's so new. And yeah, there's like, it's the wild west. There's no laws. Like it could go any which way in any direction, but like, like really take a look at it. And I think by the end of the week, I had a, a Cinestar, you know, eight free fly package in my, uh, with the Moby, the first Moby with the belts and the pulleys at my doorstep. And I was soldering in my garage and, and building out the first Cinestar, uh, kit. So it was a quick turnaround, but uh, I'm so happy it went that way because now I'm, you know, shooting, not 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 being a sound guy, way more creative in my eyes. I don't I think a lot of sound guys are more into music and, and have that background, which I have a lot of respect for, but I don't have that passion for, for recording audio. And uh, yeah, now that the drone stuff's taken me on crazy jobs, big movies, uh, you name it. And, you know, very thankful to have connected with Tim Sessler He's uh he's really been a, a guiding force in that that space and yeah between Jason and Tim uh, it, I've made a career out of it so um so full disclosure for people listening is I know you Adam a little bit better than I know your brother um having just met you Jason uh, <laughs> on this call but uh you know I know of you Adam through your jo- drone work because we're both good buddies with Tim so it's it's really cool to hear that uh, that inroad to how you got into, you know, the drone aspect of things and having seen your work and knowing the caliber of projects you're working on. I mean, that's, that's really quite the come up in terms of, uh, a career direction in film and to tie it back in with, um, kind of like the family dynamic, good on you, Jason, for providing that mentorship, you know, having your brother ask the right questions, uh, you know, and really, gain some perspective because I think ultimately it's worked out for both of you for sure. But that's, that's, that's really cool. Like, you know, I was definitely not to cut you off, but it was definitely one of those things where I I know how to shoot. Uh, I've been on projects when I was PAing that, you know, they all of a sudden needed a second camera guy or they need another angle. And they're like, Hey, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And it it felt like they were taking a risk and they would email me you know, a couple of days after the project. Like, dude, you, you like, your framing is like awesome. Like you, you know what you're doing. It's like, yeah, I, I absolutely do. Just because I don't have a reel, it didn't mean I didn't know how to frame or expose or, you know, get the images, what I, I figured everyone was looking for. But even with that, like knowledge and the, the interest in it, I, I really think I got into the filmmaking space was just to work with my brother. Um, we grew up doing everything together. It, it seemed odd if I didn't. Um, and we kind of laugh about it all the time. We'll, we'll be on travel gigs and we'll be, you know, in some random small town eating at a diner. And we're like, oh my gosh, thank, thank goodness we're on this job together because it'd be pretty lonely if we didn't know each other. Or, you know, it, it's great meeting people. The industry is awesome. You get to meet new people, collaborate with new people. But there's a certain bond if you're away from home for, extended periods of time where that trusted, you know, relationship goes a long way. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of the core of it all was I kind of got into it just because I wanted to follow him. I'm, I'm definitely inspired by that, by that connection and like that kind of bond you, you carry with you and, you know, not just family, but also the creative space. So you, you each have your own individual careers. Jason, you're more on like the the traditional cinematographer side. And now Adam, you've moved into like this hybrid space where you're doing like a lot of 
you know, drone piloting and operating, things like that. Yeah, well, a lot of movie uh, stuff. Yeah. The movie really like made a career for me. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it full circle, to because of friends like Tim, who kind of trained me up and got me working in stabilized camera systems, uh, that was my foot in the door to get on set and like learn on the learn on the job, right? So that's that's cool in and of itself. And it's great that you guys can have kind of your own separate paths and your own separate jobs, but you do a lot of work together, which is great. What kind of jobs have you guys been on in the last couple of years that really stand out as as something like, oh man, I'm so glad my brother was here for that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've done some pretty uh, brutal <laughs> jobs over the years that uh, we don't even want to tell anyone about, uh, let alone put on a reel or anything. I mean, the cool part about <clears throat> freelancing and um, you know, having a less defined path, I guess, as a, as a DP is that sometimes you're taking random jobs and sometimes that's for the better and sometimes that's for the worse. And I think, um, there's times where you do a job, you know, a couple years ago, we were on this crab boat, uh, off the coast of Maryland and, you know, with these guys, and it was just like so random and not what we wanted to be doing. And it was cold and it was wet and, you know, it, it was a long day and we only took the job just to, you know, make a paycheck. But, you know, at the end of that day, it was like pretty neat to be able to have had that experience on a boat and meet these local fishermen. Um, and then at the end of the day, be able to go grab a beer and a bite with my brother. It's pretty cool. I think it's a, it's a pretty cool uh, life experience. And I think that's what, you know... Um, this business can afford you is just so many varied <laughs> experiences, interactions with people you would have never otherwise spoken with and stories you're able to dive into. Um, and I think it really helps shape you as a, as a human and, and take, you know, learn a lot of lessons just that you can take, take with you and, and, you know, help shape you, uh, who, who you are. But I think the opportunities and it's, it's, it's neat. It's, it's a, it's a cool way to, um, experience, uh, life. Um, well, I think, you know, I think it's worth noting and, you know, obviously it pertains to filmmaking and I'm sure like working as a professional photographer as well, but I think it goes kind of across borders for creative professionals is that everybody has those jobs that are terrible. There's always terrible jobs that you do for a paycheck because everybody's got to eat and pay their rent and you're not going to, you know, put it on your website and say, Hey, look at, look at this insanely out of focus shot. Um, you know, but I, I think it's, it levels the playing field for people listening. Um, if there's any kind of doubt in anybody's mind that, yeah, there are always terror. In fact, I will say there's probably more not so great jobs than there are amazing jobs for every one amazing job I've had. I've had a million like oh, I don't really want to be doing this, but I need the money. I could use the paycheck, that kind of thing. At least for me, I have to remind myself, like, I had a desk job right out of college. Like, I had a cubicle, that whole thing. I have no interest in going back there. So it's like, I get paid to point cameras at things. There's a worse way to make a living. So, you know, yeah. I, think that's, I think that's pretty equalizing when I can kind of remind myself of that. But yeah, there's always atrocious jobs or well, you need to jobs remind that aren't yourself, creatively, you know, whatever. You need to remind yourself of that. And I think it's so easy to get jaded in this business because there's other people doing better work and more creative jobs. And it's like, you really need to take a step back and look at what the majority of the population is doing. And 
I mean, you might have a desk job. You might, uh, you know, be collecting garbage. You might be in a hospital. You might be, I, <laughs> and not to say that those people might not enjoy their jobs, but there is, there's grueling work that people do day in and day out. And it's like, Hey, if I got to go do a job, uh, for what, a couple days, it's not even a full week's worth, you know, and we can make a lot of money in a short amount of time. And you, it sounds ridiculous as I'm saying it, but you know, when, when the job comes in, you roll your eyes and you hem and you haw about how you don't want to do this job to go make a paycheck. It's like, well, you're really darn fortunate because uh, the rest of your week or the whole following week, uh, you have off <laughs> yeah. and you can go do whatever the heck you want to, you want to do. I, I personally struggle with it. It, you, you, you need those constant reminders. Um, and I think conversations with people, I mean, this podcast is is great. It's it's therapeutic. I mean, grabbing coffee with people is 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 a way to just yeah humble yourself, remind you that we're all in this together. But I think just looking at your phone or you know um, just talking to yourself doesn't necessarily do the trick. I think it's you know surrounding yourself with people um, who are not even on a similar path. Just be able to be able to vent and be able to you know share, share stories. Um, I don't know, has gone a long way for me. And anytime I grab coffee with someone, whether it leads to a job or not, it's just like, wow, I feel so much better. My rest of my afternoon is like that much more focused and just I feel better about myself because of that conversation. See, this is why I like this format, right? Why I like doing an unstructured kind of conversational podcast is because this is the kind of stuff that comes up, right? And at some point, invariably, we get into like some more nitty gritty that's less tangible. I'll use myself as an example. I'm the worst offender of playing the comparison game. It's awful. Like I'm, I have to force myself out of scenarios where I will be comparing myself to what either friends or just colleagues, people I don't even know what kind of successes they're having or seems they're having, because at the end of the day, I think you're your own worst enemy. Um, and, and, you know, most professions, whether they're creative or otherwise, exist in some sort of bubble, right? So just as you were saying, oh yeah, the job comes in, you roll your eyes because you know it's going to be a grind and not really that rewarding and blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's true for the bubble in which you exist. But then when you are able to take a step back and like get outside of that bubble, you go, oh yeah, actually life ain't so bad. Um, for all, for all the reasons we've already talked about. So this is, this is why I really dig this is because stuff like this comes up and then the audience, the people listening or watching, hopefully somebody, even if it's one person has that moment of like, oh yeah, everybody goes through that. That same thing that I'm going through, these guys are experiencing too. So, you know, I think that's kind of at the crux of why I really enjoy this as a, as a side note. Uh, I do want to get to talking about born rival if you guys are down to move on to that yeah um, i think it's a good time i i got a segue for you because i think what we just talked about there you know kind of was one of the reasons that helped start the brand i mean i think again me speaking personally it's like my dp career wasn't where uh, i wanted to to be you know i'd done a, a handful of spec commercials and, you know, try to get it in the, in front of the right directors and just things never click. Like I wanted to be repped uh, by an agency and and do these commercial jobs that I see other people doing. And I was knocking on those doors and, and they just didn't open for me. And maybe I, whatever, maybe didn't try hard enough. Maybe I didn't have the talent. Maybe it just wasn't in the cards or maybe it's, you know, still to come for me. Um, but I think 
more so over the past, you know, five years, six years, I was really, really being hard on myself because of like, I'm not enjoying um, this work anymore. I'm mm -hmm. like talking about hemming and hawing about the job. But I'm like, this is every job. Like, I hate this. I might as well be doing that other job that I think is horrible because this is brutal for me. And I think it got to a point where it was like, yeah, a big step back. And it was like, well, I, I still, the opportunities that, you know, having a camera in our hand has afforded us is is pretty awesome. And and okay, if I'm not able to produce the work on a creative level um, that I want to, is it still such a bad thing to be able to have these life experiences uh, doing what I do and, and still keep pushing and, and try to, to, to make the work that, um, you know, uh, I want to make, but at, all along the way, it's like, it's not such a bad thing um, to be doing what we're doing and making a great living. And, and again, being able to, to have such a variety of experiences. So, um, you know, Adam and I, yeah, being so close that we are, we have a lot of shared experiences and it, it might've been on set uh, they might have been at the brewery afterwards. It might have been in this one cool town uh, or this one cool spot in Columbus, Ohio, that we saw something so that was like, hey, this is kind of neat. We've always had aspirations, you know, to open up our own shop or our own, you know, uh, brewery or, or something like that. So I think we just started riffing on like what else we could do within the film space that would, would keep that passion alive for being behind the camera, but maybe just do a little something else uh, on the side that can help complement um, what we're doing. Take the past 10, 15 years of experiences and conversations and um, wrap that up uh, into <laughs> uh, what we want to uh, put out into the world. And I think, yeah, we're like, hey, let's let's make a brand um, for filmmakers or photographers uh, that, that people can uh, connect with and, and help inspire people to appreciate just the medium, appreciate the act of taking a photo or making a film, less so the finished uh, product, right? It's like the process. I, we talk so much about the process. It's like, let's, let's actually, uh, enjoy this. And, uh, if we can make, uh, a hat, if we can make a shirt and allow people to put that, that those products on and maybe feel a little more inspired or maybe a little more connected, um, to a community with that type of mindset, I think that would be a pretty cool thing. So I think that that's some of the impetus for, for starting Born Rival. I didn't even know that for a while, for some reason, that born rival was you guys. It's like I knew about the brand because I had seen like other cinematographers and filmmakers posting about it and it came up in my Instagram feed. And I knew you guys existed, but I didn't know that it was the same thing. So that was a that was a fun, fun realization yeah. to have. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But so so what I really dig about the brand is kind of like, and it's and it's uh it's amplified by what you just said is like the ethos behind it really seems to be this holistic space for creatives, mostly filmmakers and photographers, but anybody who kind of leans into like the visual side of things. It's hard for me to really, really pin down what it is. And I mean that very positively. So on the surface, it seems like, oh, we're an apparel brand. We have t-shirts, we have hats, beanies, whatever. I really dig the designs. They're unique and different. You know, I, I I think there's a lot of great stuff happening there. But when you dig a level deeper, you're building out this whole, I guess, infrastructure is the word that comes to mind. I don't know if it's the right word. It, you're, you're kind of like, do, you're doing features on 
filmmakers and photographers. You're going out and shooting passion work and creating content that centers around uh, the analog process, right? Uh, Analog cinematography, analog photography, like really leaning into that. You're kind of building like a like a culture around the brand, which is, which is really cool. And I, because I have a hard time defining exactly what it is, it makes me more engaged because I want to see what like the next thing coming is going to be. It's not just, oh, here's where I go to see if there's a cool new hat I want to buy. It's building the content that you want to see and then having the stuff that someone can own and take away and like carry that message with them, which is really cool as a self-taught filmmaker and someone who's kind of teaching themselves the business side of things too. This is where I get really geeked up is like when things start to like happen holistically. I'll toss it to Adam who went to school for business, which is the only reason I'm tossing it to you. But it's like, what did what did it look like at the beginning uh, getting Born Rival off the ground? You had the idea, but how'd you get it off the ground? Yeah, so I think it it's definitely multi-layered of the purpose. And I think it even took a lot of convincing of ourselves of what we were doing because you're not the first person to say like, well, what, what is this? And it was like, uh, you know, I don't, we don't really know yet. And it, I think it's benefited us because we can't just say, oh, you know, this other brand, oh, we're just another version of that, right? It's because it does feel new. It does feel different. It's like, there is no definition. So we're kind of creating that as we go. Um, but yeah, I think the the framework around it was, we've always had that passion for, you know, creating a brand. We just didn't know what that brand meant. And that brand could be, you know, breweries now have brands. It, it's a culture. It's There's a community built around. There's people who are really engaged. So we always had that drive to create something. Uh, we always kind of, we went all over the map. And then it was like, why toss out like Jason said, the, the 10 to 15 years of experience in the filmmaking space out the window, like stay, stay where we're at. Well, we've, we've, we've been, whether the work lines up, whether the experiences don't line up, it's still experience. We've still been in the industry. We've still seen things and let's use that to our advantage. And so where the layers start coming in is that one, we want to build community. We want people to be excited about, and it's not, we're not trying to make this about us. And I think that's probably why you didn't see us directly connected to it. Um, you know, I'll admit that we're in a lot of the product photos and all, all on the Instagram is us, us too. Uh, so we're definitely bootstrapping in that regard, but you know, it's not, we're not putting ourselves out that, Oh, we're doing this like for Adam or for Jason. It's we're doing it because there's really is a lifestyle around uh, living life through a lens. Um, once you start taking photos, whether you're an enthusiast or a professional, same with uh, filmmaking, you start to just notice things differently. You get to talk to people. If you're taking portraits, you you, you want to travel. There's so many people say, oh, I want to travel to this place in the world just to take landscape photography. Like it's a definitely a driving factor in today's world. Um, so how do we bring community into that? Yeah, I think th- we do want to be an apparel brand. Um, and we view ourselves very much as apparel first, you know, we're looking at making everything in the United States, uh, really high quality, you know, consciously done working with the right people and then intertwining New York and LA where we could branch out from that. But like the filmmaking and photography spaces, it's in those two cities. That's where the heartbeat of the industry is. So like, 
why not make our clothes there? And then this is where maybe more selfishly uh, the perspective comes into like, because we were not creating uh, commercials for X and Y brand, it's like, why don't we shoot commercials for our own brand? And that way we have full total uh, creative control. We can do what we want. We can make it look the way we want. We can shoot it on film. Oh, great. That's an excuse to go buy an SR3. And that's just kind of way it's folded into. Now we have a Bolex. Uh, we shoot all our product photos on 35 millimeter stills. And it's just that way to just keep the creative aspect of the filmmaking alive. We're not just trying to shift gears and sell stuff. It's really, we're selling stuff so we can continue to create our own content. And uh, yeah, and then the profiles, like you said, we're doing profiles on directors, DPs, photographers. Uh, we're doing a, a lab report series that we're focusing on the film developing labs, because that's such an integral part of the the tangible side of filmmaking. And uh, I think when you encompass all that, it's like, are you a apparel company? Are you a media company? Are you a production company? It's like, it, we're kind of all of that, but we're kind of, I don't know, figuring it out as we go. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, so I think... <laughs> I think when somebody asks you, are you a, a, an apparel company, a media company, a brand? The answer is just yes. Yes. Um, I will say a lot of people say, oh, I like your merch. And uh, this might be our disclaimer. <laughs> it's like, it's not merch. Like it's, yeah. it's an apparel line. It's a collection where, you know, we're bare bones starting off, but we have aspirations to do cut and sew and, and really make quality products that, I don't know, you look at when you're on set, it's like, you're really wearing that brand? Like, there's got to be a brand out there that speaks to what we do. And at the end of the day, we didn't find one. It's uh, a lot of like, you know, tech driven bags or uh, cables or software for cameras. And like that stuff's great. But like, I don't know, I'm not going to wear a lot of that stuff to the bar or on a date or yeah, it's not going to work. So here's here's what I'm hearing. Right. Uh, as I start to like filter through all this stuff. I really see this as like, you guys are trying to build the life you want and you're doing it through Born Rival because, and, and you can come at it from any angle, right? You're be, you feel maybe creatively stifled. That's, that's one side of things. On another side, you have always wanting to start some sort of venture together. And yeah, like why start all over completely from square one when you have all this background in in filmmaking and photography and like how can you turn that into something that feeds the bigger picture, which is create the life you want or create the environment that you want to exist in. You're leaning into the the analog photography aspects for all the product photos. You're shooting all your content on film. I think in this case, which is not always true when we when you're talking business or brands or whatever, not having like a fully locked down elevator pitch identity, other than the fact that you're an apparel brand that ties in with the film and photography industries, I think is really works to your advantage because you're building the story as you go. You haven't like fabricated the story ahead of time and then are trying to work into this preset set of uh, rules for yourself. You're you're building the story as you go, which totally makes sense considering that we're in a storytelling business and those stories can always evolve and change. But I love the intentionality behind it. The fact that you're trying to move a lot of the, the product manufacturing 
stateside is is super awesome. Who's actually who does the designs? By the way, is one of you guys the designer, or like how does that how does that happen? It's it's definitely both of us. But as far as like the designs for like the graphic tees, uh, we've connected with you know smaller. Uh, freelancers as well. Uh, I can't draw for the life of me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't do either. <laughs> not, do not like, yeah, no. Um, so Jason would probably say the same thing. We're trying to learn more of the software so we could do some of that stuff in house. But I think between whether we're, uh, collaborating with a graphic artist, um, or graphic designer, um, or we're trying to do a feature on a film lab, or we're interviewing a DP or a director, it's, it's just another reason to be able to reach out and to connect with people and yeah. build just that relationship and a, a, like make that story that you're talking about deeper because at the end of the day, just Jason and I, yeah, it could be a great project. Same thing when we're on set, we do great work together, but Hey, if you could bring in that extra director or bring in three guys, you know, to help with lighting, it's like, it's just going to make it that much better. And it's the same thing with the, the apparel side. It's like, yeah, I could maybe put something together in Photoshop and Illustrator uh, or InDesign, whatever. I don't even know the programs, but it's going to be far better if we go to a guy or a girl who just can nail what our vision is. Yeah, but it's also on the business side of things, it's it's creative direction, it's collaboration. It's, it's the kind of environment that we as filmmakers are used to working in and you're just fostering that in a different way. So I think I think all that's great. I think you've connected with the right people um, and you're giving good direction because I, you know, I dig the designs and kind of the aesthetic. Um, I've seen I've seen some born rival apparel out in the wild. I've I've seen it floating around. What are some things you would like to see happen with born rival as an entity? Well, I think, uh, Drew, you, you uh, just backtrack a little bit of, of yeah. like multidisciplinary aspect to this of what we're doing and and i think it does feel like a benefit now i think you know a couple years ago starting out it was it was difficult to get the ball rolling because it we were it was hard to tell not only other people what we were doing it was hard to talk to one another like what but what is this you know just to have something to say hey, okay this is this little nugget we're going to move forward with this nugget so i think starting out we were a little just um disoriented. We had a lot of ideas. So I think we're in a much better place now where it is still loose and we're st still are figuring it out, but we've got a baseline and the ball is rolling. Um, we've got some momentum. So now it feels great. It's like, yeah, no, we're, we're more than this. And, and, and what you said, uh, just before, which was, was awesome of you to say is, is it, it's, it adds some, uh, another layer of, uh, intrigue, right? You're, you're just kind of, once you get into it, you, you realize there's more and more to explore. And hopefully that, you know, uh, pulls people in deeper. Um, so we feel like we're in a great spot now is because, yeah, we, we do some editorial work. You know, our product, we're finally figuring out how to manufacture stuff. Um, you know, if if anything, being a filmmaker um, teaches you, um, it's it's just how to be resourceful and, and how to um, just not take no for an answer. It's like these things that, you, you again, you got to take a step back and realize some people don't, aren't put in the situations that we are doing an indie film or doing a low budget commercial where you got to beg, borrow and steal, you know, shots and barter equipment and make a budget work and, and timelines. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like second nature when you think like that. Um, so anyway, yeah, having that, that experience and just shifting out of how to, 
now figuring out how to make clothes. It's like, okay, well, we, we, we can figure this out. Um, you know, we're resourceful enough to make that happen. Um, so yeah, now, now it's cool to, but we want, we don't want to take a step too far out that we're, we're, we're not filmmakers anymore. We're not sh- taking photos. Cause I think that is where our, our, our passion still lies. And I think it's, I, I want to be clear that it's, it's not all about us. Like we want to make, help other people make their films or, or bring their voice to the table. And if we can just help support that, and if we can just, you know, be a part of, uh, just have our hand in the conversation, I think that's great. We're just, you know, really helping to celebrate the the culture. We, we just, um, uh, Sage Bennett is a, a director that we just connected with recently and, and uh, you know, kind of reached out to feature her in a Between Takes uh, series on the website, just a little Q&A. And then through that conversation, um, we got talking and we, we kind of had a similar idea for this this commercial. And I was like, hey, well, we're actually thinking about doing something like that for, you know, um, a little spot we want to make for our, our uh, new hats that were made in New York City. We want to make this little spot. And so she hopped on board and directed the piece, um, which was awesome. was really neat, you know, and it was just going to be Adam and I. But now and then all of a sudden it turned into this this little uh, indie shoot which is really cool. And that's going to be uh, released soon. So it's just neat. And like I said, so we're just trying to um, foster the community. And and so where are we going to go from here? I mean, yeah, Adam, you can chime in. We've got a lot of ideas of where we can possibly take this. <laughs> um, but I, I think having the apparel at the core of it will allow us to, you know, do some of the things we want to do from a financial standpoint. Um, and that's not like us trying to put money in our pockets. That's like saying like, Hey, how do we make this money so that we can invest it in a film or invest it into a screening? I mean, that's something Adam and I want to do a lot is like, let's have events where people can be in the same room together. And, you know, I mean, there's so much amazing, incredible work that's produced on a daily basis that comes through our, our feeds and we just swipe past it. And I mean, this is a, a, a bigger conversation to be had, but if, we as filmmakers aren't taking the time to stop and watch some of our colleagues work. Cause I know I'm guilty of it. Uh, very rarely. Everybody's do I guilty, have of guilty of it. Everybody's guilty of it. Film, right. I swipe through probably a couple um, frame grabs and then I comment. It's probably just an emoji. I, I can't even put words to what I want to say to this person who just spent, you know, the past how many weeks pouring their blood, sweat and tears in his project. And for what a, a, a quick ego boost, and yes, that's the the problem with social media. But we as filmmakers, <laughs> if we can't appreciate the content that's being uh, produced, then who else is good? The general public is not going to be able to do that. Yeah, I think we really need to take the reins and say, hey, this is our work. We're going to appreciate it. We're going to make a space for it because the Vimeos of the world or Netflixes or, you know, what have you, they want you to be online and, and some uh, communities like Vimeo and they, they had their film festival. Sure. But, um, we really want to help, uh, nurture people getting together. So yeah, doing events and, and film screenings and uh, paired with a gallery, uh, event is something that, um, we want to, to try to do. And if we can have a little pop-up and, and have some of our apparel and, and have some beer there, uh, uh, as well, I think that, um, is, is some of the things that we were interested in doing. I love that, man. I, I think, I think the ambition is is high in a good way. I think your hearts are in the right place. I really love the idea of building community and 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 intentionally like you know making a point to leave ego out of it, which is, you know, we live in such an ego-driven industry as it is that it's like being very 
intentional and pragmatic about that. I, I think it just it just shows that your your heart's in the right place. And also that you're not trying to make the brand your whole identity. You're just trying to say, oh, this is this is like a part of who we are and what we do. And it's not all of what we do. And I yeah, I give you both a lot of credit because I know what production schedules are like and we get tied up on jobs. And it's it's uh it's quite an undertaking to be running a full-on brand on the side, plus, you know, managing, you know, going out on shoots, being on set, long days. I give you I give you a lot of credit. Um well, and then just to tie kind of all of it together, I've never said it a lot, but like the benefit of working together on both projects is that while we're on lunch on on a job, we can then talk about the the brand or you know vice versa. It's like you know we have a call every uh, we try to do one every morning or, or whatnot, and it's like you know we're pinging all over the place. Oh, family, the born rival. Oh, wait, what's the travel schedule for Friday? You know, it's just like all over the place. But it's like. Affords us the ability to do that because if we had a different business partner for any one of those yeah, different yeah. spots, it'd make it a lot more complicated. Um, I think just to piggyback on what Jason said, it's like, and it's probably cliche at this point, whether you're talking about social media or the pandemic or, you know, combining the two. Uh, I realize, like, yeah, the in person events are really where it's at for me. And whether that's because I don't have a, a film background, it's like, I'm not really tied to a position. I think mean, maybe a little bit for the drone stuff, just because I feel like I might've been there before some of the other people in the industry. Um, I never soldered in my life and now I'm building a drone <laughs> to fly our red. Like, uh, I don't know. I take a little pride in that, but sure, sure, um, sure. just being able to be on set and like not have a position. I think that also goes hand in hand to the types of films we want to make where it's like, yeah, it could be a born rival production or we can fund it or whatever. But it's like, if we get to work with talented, creative people, it's like, that's where it's at. And if it's elevating everybody's work and it, it enhances the experience, I don't know why else you're in this business other than if you have a huge ego and you're just trying to make something for yourself um, because it's such a collaborative process. Um, so at the end of the day, if we can, yes, sh screen somebody else's film, but then hopefully at some day we can support people financially and say, Hey, go make your film. And yeah, we have your, your back and we believe in your vision and not really be tied to it other than just like, Hey, <laughs> go do this. Uh, you deserve it. Um, so we'll see if that happens, but that's, that's something I think would be really special to, to the brand and kind of separate us from whether it's a brand or production company and just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, different level of collaboration. I mean, I, I think it's, it's like the idea of surround yourself with people who are better than you at something, um, I think ties into this really well, where it's like long-term, it sounds like, uh, because I've, I've had similar ambitions myself, get yourself to a point where you can support other people or develop their projects and use the brand as a vehicle to do kind of whatever you want or whatever makes sense at the time, which I think is great. I think it's really cool. Um, good name, good aesthetic, good intention. You guys are killing it, in my opinion. I think this is probably a good spot to start wrapping things up. Um, and we will have lengthy show notes because there's two of you. But where can folks find you online if they want to learn 
more about you both together and separately. I think you just go to bornrival.com or it's born.rival on, on the Instagram. Um, I think that's kind of where our, all our attention and, and uh, energy is going these days. And, and through that channel, uh, you can find us individually. But I think, you know, our, our expression, our films, our creativity is, is really uh, uh, being pushed uh, right, right through the brand. Cool. No, that's great. I'll throw that in the show notes. I'll put your uh, individual sites as well, just so people have all those resources. Um, guys, I love this. Thank you so much for coming on to do this with me. No, Thanks thank for having you, us, Drew. man. And uh, I think we can relate in a lot of ways of like, I don't know, it, no set path, right? We're, we're at it. We're all in this together. Uh, we go through the struggles and you never know which way it's going to take you. And uh, we were just talking with a, a fellow creator the other day and he was so stressed and he was like looking at us and we finally looked at him and like, dude, we, we don't have anything figured out. Like, I don't know why you're looking at us. Like we, we've got everything buttoned up. Like we're in the same boat as you. Like, I don't know. We can all relate in that, that department. So, uh, thanks for doing this. And, and I think bringing light to things that are often, uh, not talked about or just pushed aside and, um, everything looks better on the internet. So when you can relate yeah. with somebody through the hardships, it really means a lot. So thanks. That's a great way to wrap it up. I mean, it, it really is, you know, nobody knows what they're doing. Everybody's faking it. Even super successful people, they still fake it all the time. They just figure out their problems more efficiently. So it's, it's all, it's all good. Um, well, thank you guys again. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Sounds man. Good. Cheers, man. All right, that was Jason and Adam Kuntz of Born Rival. Thank you again to those guys for being on the show and for you listening at home. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll put links to their individual sites in the show notes for this, but like they mentioned during the show, just head to bornrival.com to check out their latest collaborations and films. Again, I'm super excited to bring these guys on board as the first sponsor of the show. I really dig their stuff and I think you will too. So if you use the code NOSETPATH at checkout, you'll receive 20% off your first order from Born Rival. If you want to find out more about No Set Path, you can head to our website, nosetpath.com, or find us on Instagram at nosetpathpodcast. And if you want to learn more about me, your host, Drew English, you can head to drewenglish.com or find me on Instagram at drewenglish with two H's at the end. Thank you again for being here and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.